Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Welcome to Going Over, the world's number one betting on pro wrestling podcast. I'm Vintown. This is the Scotsman. Hey, Scotsman. How you doing? I'm doing amazing, mate. I just um, came back from a trip to Dallas where I finally got to knock something off my bucket list for the la- where, that I've had on there for the last 20 years, which was to attend an XFL game. I never thought I would do that, but uh, last weekend, finally did it. It's kind of ironic. I probably will be in the bucket of everyone else over the next little while. Yeah, probably one of the last ever XFL games, so I'm glad you got to do that. Yeah, I honestly, with everything going on, I can't believe I booked that trip and I got to do it, so I can die happy now. Okay, well, the wrestling world is shut down for the most part, but WrestleMania is still on April 5th. There's going to be no fans, it's going to be very weird, but it's but we're happy that it's still around. We're not going to be talking about this year's WrestleMania today. Right now, we're going to be going over the top 10 Biggest upsets in WrestleMania history. This episode, we're going to cover 10 through 6. And then next episode, we're going to cover 5 through 1. And then get right on to the big show this year. Yeah, and this will all go back to the first time sportsbooks started offering WrestleMania bet nods, which was WrestleMania 26. So even if you're sitting there thinking, Oh, Ultimate Warrior beating Randy Savage at WrestleMania 7 was a much bigger upset. Yeah, Bulldog wasn't around back then. They weren't doing sportsbooks odds. So this is from WrestleMania 26 onwards. And we will also be excluding the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And we'll instead do a separate podcast analyzing that prior to WrestleMania. Yeah, the reason for that is basically every year is an upset in that match. So we'll be talking about that later. There's a lot of betting upsets that will surprise you here. One that won't surprise you was when Brock Lesnar defeated The Undertaker at WrestleMania 30. Is it number one? You have to tune in next time to find out. Before we get into that, let's take a look back at Elimination Chamber. It was only a little over a week ago but it feels like five months ago yeah a lot has happened since then i can't even remember what i did for elimination chamber it's been crazy oh yeah i remember now i was in a hotel room in toronto actually after traveling all day and i was able to ignore the the results and got to the hotel room watched it on the network with a few beers and enjoyed it i enjoyed the tag match and i enjoyed winning lots of money on it you did have a great day with a five and two record plus 5.04 units so it means if you bet a hundred dollars on every bet the Scotsman gave out, you would be plus $504. I'm surprised I didn't get uh, one of those messages from the hotel lobby saying quiet down because when Sami Zayn pinned Strowman, that was a plus 300 winner and I was going absolutely apeshit. So that was awesome to see. We were both regretting making that pick at the time, but we just could not resist the three-on-one match. One of our biggest wins since starting the podcast, Cesaro, Nakamura, and Sami Zayn, plus 300. I think that's your biggest win, but uh, it's only my second biggest win. I said one of. I said one of. <laughs> I just like to remind people that I picked Charlotte. We're going to go to the top 10 biggest upsets in WrestleMania history. But before we do that, I think Scotsman has a little message for us. Yeah, wash your hands, you dirty bastards. Especially all you wrestling fans out there. Wash your hands twice. Wash them three times. And actually, there's a whole thing right now with uh, washing hands where you sing a... Meant to sing a song as you wash your hands. Vince, you were telling me that your wife did something special in regard to the whole washing hands singing song deal. She wrote the uh, a portion of the lyrics to Judas by Fozzie. 
Chris Jericho's entrance music, one of the greatest songs of all time. She wrote some lyrics that added up. If you sing them in your head, it's about 20 seconds. So we sing Judas in our bathroom here. That's pretty good. Uh, I told that to my wife, and she came up with the uh, same idea to write a uh, wrestler's theme music on our bathroom walls so that every time I'm washing my hands, I'll also sing it. Unfortunately, it's Stone Cold's music, so as soon as I read Glass Breaks, I smash my bathroom mirror, so it kind of backfired a bit, but okay. Okay. All right, well, let's get into the 10 biggest upsets in WrestleMania history. Number 10, WrestleMania 31, Triple H taking on Sting. Sting's first match in WWE in his career after a lifetime in WCW and TNA. People have been waiting for Sting to come to WWE for years, decades even. So did he win? Absolutely not. Triple H plus 400 the winner. Why did this happen, Scotsman? Well, this is actually a great example of how you have to bet money based on the bigger picture and what Vince McMahon wants or what the bigger picture in regard to WWE history is as opposed to what you fancy book. Sting had shown up a Survivor Series. He attacked Triple H. And everyone, if you go back and if you throw in your Google machine WrestleMania 31 preview and go to any website, all you'll see is people already, the fancy book the next year in wrestling. Sting's going to beat Triple H and he's going to fight Undertaker WrestleMania 32 in the big dream match. Except that didn't happen. And the reason for that, because again, it's a bigger picture. This wasn't about Triple H versus Sting. This wasn't about Sting finally wrestling in WWE. This was about WWE versus WCW. And at the end of the day, WWE has to win that. And people missed that. I actually remember, I'll always remember this one because there was a WrestleMania 31 betting discussion thread over on the sports betting subreddit, our sportsbook. And I got laughed out of there and downvoted for suggesting that Triple H would actually beat Sting. How do those downvotes feel now, you introvert fucks? I was at WrestleMania 32, and I was fully assured that Sting would win. I'm a WCW kid. Of course I wanted him to win. But looking back, of course, of course he didn't, you know. As soon as his opponent was Triple H, we should have known he wasn't going to win. And It's it's what I say know. It's what I say to some people, though, when it comes to betting on wrestling. It, it was easy to look at that one and think of Sting winning. But then it's very easy to look at them in retrospect and be like, ah, yep, that makes sense in the bigger picture. For example, the Saudi Arabia show, Goldberg, The Fiend, all that stuff, right? Like, in the previews, a lot of people did not think that um, it would go down the way it did. However, based on everything that's happened since then, it clearly was a smart, well, maybe not a smart, but it was a, you can see the business decision behind it. And this is just one of the biggest aspects of wrestling betting is not to get carried away with the fandom basically remember it's a business i mean you keep saying business and business decision but it's really one's man's opinion and vince mcmahon's opinion is that wwe is better than wcw and he has to show it over and over and over no matter what his son-in-law has to win over these people no matter what so it's not really a business decision as so much as a ego decision which is something you definitely have to keep in mind when betting WWE. That is true. Sometimes it is a business decision. Other times it's just a petty son of a bitch. That's the best I can say about it. Well, this next one, number nine, takes place at WrestleMania 34. 
Is this one a business decision? I'm not sure. I really don't even understand it to this day. AJ Styles defending his championship against the Royal Rumble winner, Shinsuke Nakamura. Nakamura was a big favorite to win the title on this night. Instead, AJ Styles at plus 400 got the upset. Scotsman, what happened here? This was a really weird one. I mean, the whole booking going into it, if you remember, there was absolutely no storyline. It was just, oh, all those internet marks want this match to happen. Okay, here's a dream match, you know. That's all they kept saying was this is a dream match and there was no major storyline going into it. I mean, Nakamura even had um, Alice Cooper's guitarist out there doing his entrance, you know, and the match ended with Nakamura turning heel on AJ Styles, which just seemed to be the most random decision. So it is one of those things where you can look back at it from a wrestling perspective and say, okay, they had no heat going into this feud, they had no storyline going into this feud, this was just really the one of the first chapters in this feud and that's why AJ Styles won. That's the wrestling reason. The other reason, uh, if we go back to Vince McMahon and his decisions, is the Jinder Mahal experiment had literally just failed a few months prior to this. So perhaps WWE were hesitant to pull the trigger on Nakamura. I would say it's one of those two things. Uh, I think with this one, a lot of the anticipation had to do with their matches in New Japan. And, you know, it's not really a dream match if it's happened before. But the idea was, oh man, these guys tore the house down in New Japan. They're going to come to WrestleMania and do the same match. Well, first of all, that's stupid because there's no way a New Japan style match is going to happen in a WWE ring. And second of all, that is the kind of thing that will work against WWE's decision making. They don't want to piggyback off of another company's thing. They want to do their own thing. So you might have been expecting this to be some epic match and Nakamura to win out at the end with fighting spirit, but that's just not going to happen. So in retrospect, I still think it's stupid, but I guess I kind of understand also Almost all WWE champions have been white. Moving on, the same event, WrestleMania 34, had the eighth biggest upset of all time when another Royal Rumble winner, Asuka, took on Charlotte Flair. Two Royal Rumble winners, two championship matches. Of course, they won't both lose. Charlotte Flair, plus 425, winner. Take us away, Scotsman. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, Two white winners winning in a row. What are the odds of that? I still remember this one because we were there for this and everyone was an Asuka mark. You were an Asuka mark. She was undefeated. She was going to win. And I still remember because I bet the crap out of Charlotte Flair on that one. And while you and everyone else is in as much shock as the time Undertaker lost to Brock Lesnar and you're all just stunned and silent, I'm cheating and yelling, I told you, I told you, I think I was the only one in the building that was happy for that one. This one was for two reasons though. One, it's Charlotte Flair. I've said it before in this podcast, it's why I backed her Royal Rumble. She's just someone at WWE trust over and over. It's generally due to her name, her legacy and so on. At the end of the day, she's a failsafe. She's someone to go to. Doesn't matter the circumstances. If she's at odds like this, yeah, you can bet on her. The other one is that Vince McMahon doesn't like unbeaten streaks. Asuka was unbeaten. He hates unbeaten streaks. And as I've learned from listening to Bruce Pritchard on his podcast, no one in the history of wrestling has ever 
got over due to an undefeated undefeated streak. Never happened in the history of wrestling. And so the first thing you should do with a new wrestler is make them lose and end the streak. And then they can start making money. The explanation for that was that this was also the night that Ronda Rousey debuted for WWE. The thing was that, oh, Charlotte had to win here because a year from now, she's going to wrestle Ronda Rousey and we have to get her ready for that. I mean, I thought that was short-sighted at the time. I think it's short-sighted now. Asuka is the most charismatic wrestler in WWE, period. And they just don't do anything about it. And it pissed me off then. It pissed me off now. I'm just going to go watch some Kanachan TV and try to feel better about myself. Well, actually, if you remember the Ronda Rousey stuff leading up to WrestleMania, again, it was to do with the fantasy booking, much like we just talked about with Undertaker and Sting. Everyone was fantasy booking this one, and they were fantasy booking Asuka would win, and she would go on to face Ronda next year at WrestleMania, building up a whole year-long feud before Ronda beats her on the streak. That was... Going into WrestleMania, that was the the belief of basically everyone, and obviously it didn't happen. Let's look back to some better times, question mark. WrestleMania 29, the big guy, Ryback, was a pretty big favorite in his match against Mark Henry. Ryback had been on an undefeated streak before having to wrestle CM Punk and getting screwed over multiple times, but this was his chance to get built back up and, you know, get back to that main event level. Instead, Mark Henry... Plus 425. Mark Henry wins. What do you remember about this one? I got nothing in regard to why this one happened. Why this result happened. It, it, I, I believe every other one on this list, and almost any upset in the history of wrestling, I can look back at it retroactively and be like, okay, this is why it happened. This one, I have absolutely zero idea why this one happened and it makes no sense when you look at the bigger picture either like as you said Ryback he had his 38 match winning streak ended by CM Punk with the whole Brad Maddox thing he feuded with Punk for a bit but then leading into Wrestlemania he gets a diesel spot at the Royal Rumble and comes in and eliminates a whole bunch of guys he teams up with John Cena and Sheamus to feud with the Shield He's established as a main eventer, and following WrestleMania, he immediately headlines Extreme Rules and Payback against John Cena for the WWE Championship. So you have him as a main eventer, main eventer, blank, main eventer, main eventer, and that blank is him losing to Mark Henry. I can't even begin to explain this one. I think I have it. This is a situation where WrestleMania exists in its own universe. So you can say, oh, all the storytelling from Royal Rumble, from Survivor Series, is building to this thing to happen at WrestleMania. And in a past lifetime, those things would pay off at WrestleMania, but that's not the case anymore. Now the case is, who do you know? Who's the biggest name? What's going to get us the most headlines? Mark Henry is the world's strongest man, legit, Olympian, or failed Olympian. I don't even know what his deal was. But he is someone... That's been around a long time. He's got the Attitude Era stink on him. So, would I have bet at the time? Absolutely not. Looking back, Ryback, a guy who's from now, versus Mark Henry, a guy who's been there and done that. I know what they're going with in that situation. And it's going to be Mark Henry. It wouldn't surprise me if there was some backstage st- uh, stuff too. Like, from everything we've seen from Ryback after he left the WWE, he's a little bit off the rails. And we all remember his... The secret promo 
uh, he did that one time. So it could be he was getting this big push and he was getting an ego. You know, he's out there teaming with Cena and Sheamus and he's feuding with Punk. He could have an ego and this was just to bring him down a bit. So it could be that too. Feed me more. And then we have our last for today and our third entry from WrestleMania 34. That event was an underdog's dream. The main event, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. You know the story here. Roman Reigns can't beat Brock Lesnar. Roman Reigns is the guy that everybody wants to be, the biggest star in wrestling. This is the time. This is Roman Reigns' moment. The main event, WrestleMania. The seventh hour of WrestleMania. Roman Reigns is finally going to do it, right? This is the time. Instead, Brock Lesnar, plus 550, another New Orleans upset for the big guy. What the heck happened here? What made this one even more crazier is that Brock Lesnar was rumored to be going to UFC. And this wasn't something where, you know, he signed a deal just before. He was going to UFC pretty much right up until this WrestleMania. Everyone thought he was going to UFC. This would be the perfect time to do it. Plus, on top of UFC, Roman Reigns said he just came off WrestleMania 33, where he beat Undertaker. WrestleMania 32, where he beat Triple H. And, you know, they didn't pull a trigger at WrestleMania 31 because they had Seth Rollins there. But everything seemed likely they were going to pull the trigger now. And then Brock didn't go to UFC. They had a Saudi Arabia show. They decided, hey, rather than change the title here, let's move, let's have Brock versus Roman rematch at the Greatest Royal Rumble. And so the theory there was we're going to change the title there, but they didn't. So I'm not even sure if the Saudi Arabia show did have an effect on it. But the way Brock Lesnar is unbeaten in Saudi Arabia and the way he takes things, I think it did. So at the end of the day, I think it was just a business decision for this one more than anything else. Like they maybe they got cold feet on Roman Reigns. But it just seems Brock stayed with them instead of going to UFC. They had the Greatest Royal Rumble coming up. And we all know Vince McMahon likes Brock Lesnar as champion and feels that is the best for business. So yeah, this one I would have to say, pure business decision. This one does not make a lot of sense to me, even to this day. You know, if this was their saying, you know, we don't think Roman Reigns has it. We believe in Brock Lesnar. He's sticking around, so we're going to go with him. That's one thing. But just to keep this feud going that would never end with Roman Reigns losing again, clean as a whistle, after giving it his all, it's just stupid. You know, it's easy to see why some of the crowd doesn't get behind Roman Reigns because he has matches like this where it's like, oh, he's definitely going to win. He's definitely going to win. And then he doesn't. And then he gets more opportunities. So it's just like bad storytelling, bad business, bad ideas. Let Roman Reigns pin this guy and move to the next story. Instead, they just wanted to keep it going to Saudi Arabia and SummerSlam and everything else. It's just like, you got to let it go. We were there for that one. And if you remember, like I was cheering on Roman Reigns. You weren't. You were also pissed just like I was at the crowd who just completely crapped on it. But what's got lost from all that is, and it makes it even funnier, is WWE booked the match so that Roman Reigns would be a sympathetic babyface. Like, they actually booked him in that role where he was just getting the crap kicked out for him. He was taking F5s through the announce table and everything. And the whole thing was that people would have sympathy for Roman Reigns. Instead, everyone's throwing beach balls around and booing and chanting CM Punk. So, it is what it is. The Roman Reigns conundrum in WWE and the Brock Lesnar situation are just too unique and 
bizarre things. Yeah, it's something that wrestling fans will be talking about 20 years from now. What the heck happened here? And they're probably going to be talking about the stuff that's going on now because he literally came back from cancer and once again people don't care about him it's it's a sad state of affairs it is but we've seen wwe do it over the years you know and it's kind of funny looking back in retrospect at things like this and thinking about this betting upset and also thinking about how not only was roman reigns the, the heavy favorite here but despite everyone turning on him and so on everyone had accepted him beating brock lesnar and This is, it reminds me of the year before, when everyone was pissed that he was going to beat Undertaker at WrestleMania, but they accepted it, you know, and then he came out the next night, and he got booed like crazy, and he just, every time he tried to talk, they they booed him, we just left, and it was actually interesting, this was just a complete disaster to anyone except those who had the balls to bet on Brock Lesnar here. I don't think I could say much better than that. The silver lining of bad booking is always winning wrestling bets. So we're going to come back with number five through number one of the biggest WrestleMania upsets of all time. Please come back and check that out, and then we'll have uh, some WrestleMania betting odds up shortly. Yeah, and spoiler alert, Brock Lesnar versus Undertaker is on the list. Of course it is. That's like a Paul Heyman spoiler. But will it be number one? Tune in next week to find out. You won't believe which match is number four. Okay, this has been BuzzFeed Presents Going Over, Bet Pro Wrestling Podcast. So we'll be back. Check out my website, betprowrestling.com or betwwe.com, where we have WrestleMania odds up. Until next time, I'm Vintown. This is a Scotsman. We'll see you later. Peace out, people, and don't forget to... I don't know. I got nothing. I can't believe you said it's going to be good. This is going to be probably the worst WrestleMania in the history of WrestleMania's.